wait. Welcome to Double E Elevating Entrepreneurs. I'm here tonight with um, a special guest and an old friend of mine from college, Kia Wright. She's amazing. Um, she is going to be sharing with you guys about nutrition and also dating and relationships. She is completely self-employed. She's been self-employed for over five years with her nutrition and coaching business. Um, Kia, why don't you go ahead and say hi to everybody? Hey, everybody. So good to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So happy to have you. So tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you get started into fitness and nutrition? And how do you transition out of working as a developer for a company to having your own business and also developing a wellness app? Oh, man. Okay. So <laughs> where do I begin? Um, right. so yeah. Much to share. <laughs> yeah. So let's go back to 2012. I was very tired. I was sleeping 12 hours a night, still needing naps during the day. I mean, something was wrong and I did not mm -hmm. understand what was going on. Um, the doctor thought I might be anemic and have an iron deficiency or something like that. It wasn't that. Um, eventually took an allergy test and realized that all of these allergies that had been dormant my whole life growing up were suddenly like flaring up and suddenly everything was kind of like mm. setting, setting me off. And I realized uh, shortly after that, that it was because of my then boyfriend's cat, which had been sleeping, <laughs> sleeping on me every, every night. And it was like a long haired cat. And I knew that I was allergic to cats, but I didn't realize that having one sleep on me every night was making it like a lot worse. And so my body was actually kind of like freaking out a little bit and um, just became like really mm -hmm. overreactive to like environmental stuff and then a lot of food stuff too. So actually around the same time, um, I started CrossFitting. And if you know anything about CrossFit, they introduce you to the paleo diet where it's mostly like, you know, meat and vegetables and nuts and seeds and things like that. Very like caveman style -esque, um, <laughs> sort of diet, which was honestly perfect timing because cutting out a lot of these foods like gluten and dairy and soy and all these things actually helped me heal and my body heal so much. So it was really interesting because I didn't grow up a serious athlete. I didn't really know much about nutrition or exercise and suddenly I was like nerding out on nutrition for health reasons, you know, and learned so much about allergies and the body and gut health through that experience. And then mm -hmm. I was crossfitting and, you know, again, didn't grow up a serious athlete. So I was just kind of like exploring this world of weightlifting and all of this stuff and really got into it and started, um, getting, getting really strong. Um, and felt really good, like really confident. But at the same time, I kind of felt at a certain point, like I didn't really look as fit as I felt, um, like still, you know, like just wasn't, wasn't, you know, uh, as happy with, with my body as I like wanted to be. So, um, I started working with a nutrition coach and it kind of snowballed from there. Like I, learned a lot about macros, calories, meal plans, meal prep, all of that stuff. Um, and, you know, suddenly like my performance in the gym was going up. I was feeling like strong and lean and um, just a lot more like confident in my own skin, which, you know, I think, mm -hmm. I think so many of us learn to 
disconnect from our body a little bit as we grow older because there's so much emphasis like in our society on developing the mind um and you know with school and work you know we're often sitting and it just feels like we have to make this huge effort to even have these yeah. natural habits like moving around <laughs> like going outside and like all these things that used to be really like easy and just a part of our natural lives but you know um it, it was just really interesting to finally feel like I understood my body and was in control of it um, and not always looking at some magazine or, you know, online for like some diet or exercise plan that was going to help me, you know, feel like mm -hmm. I knew what was going on. So, um, so that felt really empowering, you know, and I think that's why a lot of people's like fitness and nutrition journeys, like they you know, start the Instagram account or they talk to all their friends and family about it. It's because, you know, it's not just about um, getting stronger or losing weight or whatever. It's like this really empowering thing where you're building confidence from the inside out. So I think that's why it can be so life-changing for people. And it's definitely what I experienced too. I kind of realized I've been limiting myself in all of these ways. I thought genetics, you know, were like, I just had to deal with it or whatever. And then I realized that once I understood nutrition, I was capable of so much more than I expected. So, um, so that was really a really great experience. And, you know, at the time I was working as a computer programmer at various startups, but I really felt like if, you know, I had this life-changing experience with nutrition and I could help other people with it, you know, other people that I was around at the, you know, uh, at the gym, um, that would be a much more rewarding thing for me to work on. So I decided to quit my programming job and become a full-time nutrition coach. Um, and I actually ran that nutrition company with my then boyfriend. And um, we, you know, had a meal plan app that I built single-handedly. And that was a great way for us to interface with customers and clients and help them achieve their goals and, um, and really scale the product and the business as well. So that was a really, really exciting time, you know, and, and we naturally got clients from the gym. So it was just, it just kind of worked, you know. Um, and then... Uh, so we, we did that for a while and then eventually my partner and I, um, split and I started working for myself. Um, and I actually kind of started my whole independent journey as a full-time coach the first week of lockdown <laughs> during the pandemic. Um, and it was kind oh, of, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of crazy timing. Um, but uh, I, I actually hired a business coach and they kind of helped me, um, get up and running and it actually, because of that was, was, uh, quite easy. So, um, very, very thankful to have their guidance during that time. Um, and I did get a couple of opportunities to become like head nutrition coach at a couple of local, um, weightlifting and CrossFit gyms, which you know, I considered taking, but ultimately I decided that I would prefer to work for myself um, and just have mm -hmm. that independence and be able to do things the way that I wanted and, and evolve, you know, um, you know, my coaching. And so I decided to work for myself and um, yeah, um, 
and then fitness journey kind of changed in many ways, but, and, and nutrition coaching has evolved in many ways over the years as well. But, um, but yeah, I love it. And, um, and that's what I'm doing today. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> so you mentioned that, uh, you developed an app single-handedly. How did you go about doing that? I mean, you were already had the experience, right? As a developer. Um, so I'm sure that helped, but what, um, like walk us through a little bit about what that looked like and why you decided to make it specifically the way you did. Yeah, great question. So it's funny because I worked with a few different nutrition coaches before I became a nutrition coach and I had different experiences with each one. The last one, it wasn't, it wasn't a coach per se. It was more of just like a, like a meal plan template that you would like download after inputting your information. And you know, it, it output this like Excel spreadsheet that honestly was, was very not user-friendly. Um, and it was ugly colors and just like, just a, a yeah. hassle to like, use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a, I, I have a background in design as well. So like user interface design. Awesome. So yeah. it was just, um, it was frustrating as, as a designer developer mm-hmm. to use this product that, um, that wasn't, uh, easy to use. And, you know, my, um, partner at the time, you know, he was the gym owner uh, of the gym that I went to and he, he knew a lot about nutrition, um, at that point and was kind of like, I don't know about some of these recommendations that they're making. I think I would recommend something different. And, you know, as I was following the the meal plan, I was like, I'm like starving. <laughs> like, this is not healthy, you know? So we're like, yeah. So we're like, let's build our own thing. <laughs> um, and I think it started out probably as like a Google doc, like table, you know, or something. It wasn't even like in Excel. And we we're just kind of like trying to, um, like do people's macro nutrients, which is uh, mm. protein, carbs, and fat. You know, you can set daily targets and kind of split that among how many ever, how, however many meals you want to eat during that day and, and kind of um, stay on track that way. So that's kind of what we were building. And um, eventually I was like, well, you know, this is, this is just a program. Like we can create like a, like a web application um, that does all of this for us and and make it, you know, a lot more user-friendly so people can just pull it up on their phones and it's not, you know, this painful ordeal. So, um, so it really came from that pain point of using this other product and feeling like Mm -hmm. we could do something that improved the experience um, that really sparked this whole thing. So, Mm. um, so yeah, I think, and I think sometimes that's easier than trying to come up with a whole new product, you know? Um, yeah. um, it's just kind of like, oftentimes just improving on what's currently out there, um, and introducing some maybe new features that, uh, mm-hmm. really, um, differentiate the experience. So that's what we did. And, you know, the app was, um, fairly simple. I mean, there were a few different things to think through and my partner was writing the program in Excel essentially. And then I would translate that into, to code. Um, and so that's kind of how we worked and, um, you know, it was a responsive web application, so you could use it on desktop or on mobile easily. And, um, yeah, it was, it was really a great experience and, um, 
you know, it was, it was interesting working by myself instead of on a team that was very different, but it was kind of nice to have, you know, control over both the design, the development and, and then have the satisfaction of, you know, seeing people actually benefit from the product and and get feedback. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. So you said that, you know, getting into the nutrition and that was always kind of like a passion for you, especially through what you had been through. Um, tell us a little bit more in depth. You said, you know, the role of diet and exercise and mental and emotional health, like that connection. Cause I don't think enough people know about that. Yeah, definitely. So again, I think a lot of us, you know, myself included years ago, like just kind of started feeling disconnected from our bodies and, you know, our bodies are, are very intelligent and they're always telling us things, you know, aches and pains and feelings and (laughs) all of these things. We're getting older, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, there, it's like, it's like a, it's like a language, you know, our body, our body isn't using words, but it's, it's using all of these other ways to communicate with us. And I think, you know, we we're just never taught to listen um or to Mm. interpret those signals and you know i think it's especially important because our emotions are felt through our body you know if you're scared you feel something in your stomach your palms start sweating you know your shoulders tense up like feelings and you know emotions and our body are very much intertwined and so Mm. i think with our current culture of you know hustle hard and um, you know, working long hours and sitting all the time and, and all of this stuff, like we're just very much not in our bodies and, um, we're focused on, you know, uh, career and, and more mind mindset things. And so, which is important, but, you know, our body greatly influences how we feel, you know, our mood, um, mm-hmm. our productivity, our motivation, all of those things, the way we eat is, influencing all of that stuff, you know? And so there's a reason people get hangry, you know, it's like, that's a perfect example of something everybody's experienced and, uh, in that, in that connection, that mind body connection. And so, um, so with my coaching, I'm trying to just help people understand and experience how those things are connected, which might sound very cerebral, but in reality, it just comes down to helping people build, um, you know, practical, healthy habits and reframe some thoughts and limiting beliefs that they might have about what they're capable of or, you know, what their body is capable of. And, um, through that process kind of help them see their body differently and and then ultimately see themselves differently. Cause if you think about the body as, you know, being a way that we express ourselves, um, mm. you know, and if you think about us as mind, body, soul, like the body is an important piece of that. And if we feel disconnected to that, that's like feeling disconnected to like in a really important piece, mm. you know, part of ourselves. And so I think when we reconnect to that, it just, it just benefits your mental and emotional well-being too. So, um, and it's, it's nice to start to see more studies support that with like the gut brain connection and you know Mm. a lot of our serotonin and dopamine and hormones are like created in our gut and so um or neurotransmitters rather and so it's just um you know scientific evidence that kind of supports what we already kind of know about the way that all of this is is interconnected so um so i'm excited to see how you know 
nutrition coaching develops, then I think a lot of nutrition coaches are kind of moving toward um, more mental and emotional well-being, especially after the pandemic, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and and realizing that helping people with just their nutrition or, you know, just the body part isn't really addressing the the full picture. You know, a lot of people are Mm -hmm. eating, their eating habits come from their emotions, you know? And so if we're not talking about how you're depressed or maybe not happy with your um, job or, you know, something like that, then Mm -hmm. we're not really, um, we're not really addressing the root of the problem if we're only talking about nutrition. So, Mm. yeah. I see. That's awesome. So Mm. if someone wanted to work with you, like, what does that look like? So I do one-on-one coaching and every now and then I'll run like a group program Um, with one-on-one coaching. We work together for three months and the way I have it set up right now is that we have weekly Zoom calls um, where, you know, you can ask any questions. We can talk through strategies Uh for the upcoming weekend or an upcoming trip or even just talking about mindset stuff, you know, or how to how to make habits um, more consistently stick. Um, Mm -hmm. and then we, you know, talk during the week as well, um, via texting, um, just for any support that they need there. Um, and then depending on the client, you know, I, I have a intake form that goes over history, background, um, kind of current state of everything, just so I can understand where they're coming from. So I can meet them where they're at. And, you know, for some clients, that means starting out really basic with um, some kind of like um, rough portion sizes that they can kind of um, eyeball. For others, they're a little further along in their journey and want to, um, you know, really dial in or or get a six pack or perform, you know, at a competitive meet or something Mm -hmm. like that. So for those clients who are a little more advanced, we'll do uh, a macronutrient plan, uh, which again specifies daily protein, carb and fat uh, targets. And so, um, so that's kind of the, the, the basics, but really the whole thing is, is helping you, you know, um, kind of get out of your own way. Um, and it's really about helping you have more compassion for yourself. Like I work with a lot of perfectionists who are very hard on themselves, <laughs> probably because yeah. I <laughs> am slash used to be that person. And so a lot of my coaching really centers around, um, you know, being kind to yourself, um, mm. you know, being consistent, um, versus being perfect. Um, finding joy in what you're eating rather than being super regimented or controlling about it, learning how to uh, travel or go out to eat with friends or, you know, things like that, where we're supposed to really be present with the people that we're spending time with um, Mm -hmm. rather than obsessing over, you know, what you're eating or how that's going to affect your goals or, um, or having this like all or nothing mindset around it. So um, Yeah. yeah. I love that. What are some mistakes that you see people make when they go into coaching and nutrition? Yeah, great question. So one thing that I often see is, um, you know, some clients haven't worked with a, with a coach before. And so I think there's this tendency, which I totally understand, to feel like you're just supposed to kind of take instructions from them and then like report mm-hmm. to them each week. 
Um, and you know, if you're, if you're bad because you didn't follow the plan that <laughs> week, then there's this like shame and guilt. You, you almost feel like a student, right? Like you're in class mm-hmm. or something. And so I try to be really clear up front that that's not the dynamic, you know, like I'm here as your, as your guide and this person who's like in your corner to help you, especially when you're struggling. So, um, mm-hmm. so I used to have clients kind of, um, almost like hide from me when they felt guilty for not being on plan or not doing what we, we talked about last week. So, um, so I just make it really clear that it's like those times where I can be the most helpful, right? Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're all humans. We're just trying to understand and learn this thing and get better at it. And, you know, I'm just here to share all of the things that I've learned along the way from all of the mistakes I've made. So hopefully that client's journey is a lot easier. That's awesome. What are like, what's your, like your biggest success story? Or like, what are the clients oh, that get man. the best results? Like, what do they do? Yeah. Well, the clients who get the best results <laughs> are, yeah, always the ones who are asking questions. So that's, again, you know, mm-hmm. what I, I try to emphasize is like this, is this collaborative effort, right? Um, like I, I can help you better if you're telling me what's going on and what you're struggling with and, um, you know, any doubts or concerns that you have. And I just want to make sure that my clients feel super confident and, um, and comfortable, like as they're going through this process. And I also want them to feel knowledgeable. Like, I don't want them to feel like they're having to blindly follow any plan. Um, but you know, I've had clients, oh man, I mean, there's so many amazing stories, like, I had one client who was suffering from daily panic attacks and like within two weeks of changing his Mm. diet to uh, mainly whole foods, um, he like, they virtually disappeared. Um, And then I had another client who struggled with social anxiety for years and years and years. And she, by changing her diet, felt like that was the most effective thing that she had tried um, by far and was yeah yeah just so much happier for it um there have been clients who suffer from ibs and have been going to the doctor for years taking medication and you know ibs is is strongly linked with depression because again it goes back to gut health right and so if your gut's not in a good place mentally you're probably and emotionally you're probably not in a great place either and so that's a really common thing but the doctors that she went to hadn't said anything about gut health or nutrition. And so when she started working, um, with me, um, she, you know, within, again, within weeks started noticing a massive improvement in her, um, physical health as well as her emotional health. So I think those kinds of stories, I mean, we've had people like, you know, lose 30 plus pounds and all sorts of stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. I think for me, just seeing like the, um, the way it impacts their lives beyond just their body is, is the most rewarding thing for me. So, you know, the, the clients who have lost 20 or 30 pounds, like it's, it's not so much about the, the weight it's about their increased self-trust and self-belief and having that carried to other areas of their lives and seeing it mm-hmm. um, influence that in a, in a positive way. That's awesome. Do you, um, do you, you recommend eating for your blood type or have you heard of that before? Yeah, I have heard of it. Honestly, um, I haven't looked 
that much into it. Um, okay. <laughs> there, yeah. Um, that's a whole nother rabbit curious. hole to go <laughs> go down. <laughs> yeah, I think. I, I think just there's curious. yeah. So it's I more think, of a customized approach. You take it to each person. It is. Like, it is, okay. and you know, because um, I there's also like I think Everly and some like allergy testing, like eating, you know, according to your allergies, which, you know, I think there's some benefit um, and some truth to these approaches, but I don't, I feel like it, some of them kind of miss the bigger picture a little bit. Like there are other factors that need to be considered. Um, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah but I'm, I'm always, I'm always, you know, a little skeptical uh, when, when these it's approaches like are super fad. customized yeah. because it, it tends to be a fad, um, not all the time uh, for sure. Um, sure. But, you know, I think there, there are definitely individual differences that we all have in the way that our bodies process food and things like that. Um, but I think by and large, like, they they operate very um, similarly, and so starting with with the foundation, the basics there, with you know um, trying to eat for the most part, you know whole foods and avoid processed foods, and and some of the really basic things like that are the best place for most people to start. Um, I think a lot of people tend to jump into super specialized diets like such as keto or something like that, super extreme. Like our culture is really like we want like super extreme things. And so I think that's why all of these diets have popped up where it's like, you know, feels like a silver bullet sort of thing when really it's just <laughs> yeah. like going back to the basics oftentimes mm -hmm. is going to move the needle the most. Okay. That's awesome. And then to, if someone is interested, they're listening in, you know, my podcast is all about entrepreneurship and they want to kind of follow in your footsteps. What kind of certifications did you have to get or schooling to do what you do? Yeah, so I got the Precision Nutrition Certification, and that one is by far the best one. Uh, it's super, the textbook is huge, and the first <laughs> half of it is like, it goes deep into the science, it goes into Krebs cycle, it, it's like, it's like, being back in science class. Um, and <laughs> nice. of course you're not going to teach your clients probably all of this stuff, but it's, it's really sure. good knowledge for you to have. And, um, the way that they explain it is so, so good. Uh, the second half of the book is about how to coach clients, which not most certifications actually do not cover that when that is kind of the half the thing, right? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's great if you have the knowledge, but if you can't talk to your clients or like meet them where they're at or any of the soft <laughs> skills, like it's kind of pointless. So, uh, um, yeah, so they're, yeah, they're, they're like so good. They're so good at describing like the different types of clients and how to approach each kind and um, how to support them best. So that certification's amazing. And um, the founder of that company is just incredible too. So um, big advocate of them. I also got certified by working against gravity, which is a little more geared towards um, weightlifters, CrossFitters, um, like performance athletes. So they talk more, uh, 
about nutrition from a performance um, standpoint. So getting dialed into macros for physique goals or um, strength goals, um, or, you know, for um, like bodybuilding competitions and things like that. Um, they do cover okay. the psychology to an extent and they cover pregnancy, keto, um, and a couple of other specialized diet um, topics, but uh, they were another great certification as well. So they, mm. yeah, precision nutrition, I would say is like industry standard at the, at the moment. So I think uh, that would be where I would start. That's awesome. And then are there any big mistakes that you see people make in terms of the exercise side, the, you know, cause you'd mentioned the ones on nutrition, but are there any things that people could avoid that on that side of things that you see a lot of people do? Yeah. So I think there, there are a couple of things. <laughs> um, so I think first and foremost, um, it's just about finding something that you can stick to. Um, and usually that means, you know, finding something that you really enjoy. I think there's like a lot of shoulds in the diet and yeah. exercise industry at the moment. Um, and a lot of like rule following and all of that sort of thing. And I think there's starting to be this like new wave of, um, you know, connecting more to your intuition and kind of being more free flowing with things and less like rigid or, you know, um, like religiously tracking every calorie or, you know, mm -hmm. using fitness trackers and things like that. Um, <laughs> because when we treat our bodies, like they're machines like that, it gets a little like there, you can take that too far, you know? And right. um, I've definitely been in that camp as well. Um, but I think this is where kind of understanding that our emotional body <laughs> is related to the way we eat and move and everything like that. So we can't be so robotic about it. Um, we need to kind of like understand how to listen to our body and like what it needs. Um, cause it changes, you know, um, mm -hmm. with our circumstances our seasons of life, things like that. So, um, I think really just tuning into something that you enjoy is super important. And I think it's a lot, the thing that not a lot of people really, um, really consider they're kind of like looking for the 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 one that burns the most fat or that's the most efficient mm -hmm. you know they, they kind of have other priorities Burn. so um so that's one thing and then another thing i think is um this is a trend that i also see kind of dying out but like thinking that doing a ton of cardio is going to be the answer to losing weight um you know, weightlifting is, is actually, uh, a really great exercise for both weight loss and for getting that toned look, you know, that a lot of people want. Um, but I think a lot of people just see that as, you know, especially females, like as making you bulky and not really giving you the look that you want when in reality, it's extremely difficult to put on muscle in the, at all. But, you know, especially to, you know, the point where you're not happy with how you look, but, um, so I would say, you know, don't be afraid to lift weights, like weights are your friends. Um, they're really functional, um, for your health and there's something you can do for, for forever, <laughs> essentially, you know, yeah. like some slow, steady movement that helps your joints. And, um, yeah. It, and so I think that's, that's the thing that I recommend the most, but, um, but, I'll also say that I think there's also this emphasis on, you know, 
going to the gym and spending an hour there and um, that being all of your movement for the day. And then, you know, and I was guilty of this too. It's like, okay, I'm going to do my hour long <laughs> workout at the gym at CrossFit and then I'm good like for movement. Yeah. That was a lot. That was really intense. And, yeah. um, and over the years, I basically realized that like moving throughout the day is actually really important, you know, for your stress, your digestion, like, um, mm -hmm. and your metabolism. So it's, uh, it's, it's been interesting. I think, I think walking and, and moving around during the day is really underrated, especially as we, during the pandemic, when we're all sitting at home and weren't really getting out much, like there was just this huge drop in, in really like, uh, moving throughout the day that I think is really important. Um, so definitely, um, I like seeing people, you know, walk more during the day rather than than being in the gym religiously just for an hour a day and not moving the rest of the day um yeah. to be honest like i'd rather see just you know uh um consistent movement so yeah huh. those are great tips that's awesome yeah, yeah and then earlier you mentioned that you invested in some coaches business coaches yes. when you were getting started and you transitioned to be on your own why did you do that how did you find them and what value did they add like how have you seen that change you know because i know a lot of people don't know about that or maybe have the resources to do that but just kind of like share with them your experience there um yeah yeah so i have worked with several business coaches and kind of like nutrition coaching it's <laughs> it's a mixed bag a little bit and it took a while for me to really understand what to look out for who you know who to hire and i think you know one of the biggest takeaways from all of that was just understanding you know what kind of uh coach that i work best with and you know um, there are a lot of coaches who coach based on the way that their personality is, you know, so you want to make sure that you hire somebody who you can see yourself, um, you know, you can see that yourself doing similar things. So if there's a business coach you find on Instagram, who's like posting a bunch of reels all the time and is posting a million stories a day. And like, that's why she has a million dollar business, you know, and, and you have, and you have this resistance to posting all the time and you kind of hate social that's media. That's too much for me. Yeah, totally. And so, yeah. you know, I think, um, I think that's something that I did not realize. Just hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, I don't want to spend that much time on my phone, but, um, oh. but you know, I think, um, I would like learn from some coaches like that, you know, let's say, mm -hmm. and wonder why I wasn't getting results. And it's because their personality is just completely different than mine. So the way that they go about advertising their business on social media is completely different than the way that I would, you know? Wow. And so, um, and not every coach caters to different personality types. They're kind of a lot of the times, like, this is how I saw success, you know, and, um, hopefully that resonates with you and that's why you're here and, and you find success yeah. the same way. But, you know, I think sometimes they're not, um, they're, they're kind of just trying to get you as a client, you know, they're not necessarily mm -hmm. making sure that, that you're a good fit for them too. Um, yeah. So I think it's always really good when a coach is kind of making sure that that they're the right fit as well. And they're not just like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'll take your money, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. And then I've also worked with, you know, male and female coaches. And the mm -hmm. 
the male coaches that I worked with earlier on um, just had a very different kind of approach that was a lot more, um, it was kind of like, uh, you know, reaching out in the DMs. It was a lot more like assertive and chasing, whereas some of the more uh, feminine kind of energy coaches that I've had are a lot more about like attracting, you know, clients yeah, to I like you. That better. <laughs> yeah, it just feels better, right? You know, it, it feels, yeah, yeah, it feels like a little less forced. And, you know, so I, yeah. I, I didn't understand that at the time. And I was just like, this guy is successful. He knows what he's talking about. I'm going to, sure. you know, listen to him. And so, um, so there's that. And then there's also like group coaching versus one-on-one coaching. Um, that's like a very popular model for a lot of coaches nowadays. So it's, it's kind of understanding where you thrive and what kind of program format format you're going to get the most out of. So for me, a lot of times one-on-one coaching is a lot, um, uh, more productive and, Mm -hmm. um, group coaching, you know, there's, there's definitely pros, but, uh, for me, you know, it, it's, it feels like one-on-one coaching is a better fit, but I had to go through that, uh, kind of experience to understand that, um, a few times. So yeah. And then as far as like how I'm finding these coaches, um, sometimes it's through other entrepreneurial friends of mine who are, you know, coaches as well, um, Mm -hmm. or running their own businesses. And, um, that's how I kind of got into the first group program that I was a part of. And, um, and then meeting people through those programs is also great. Like they're great networking opportunities. Right. Um, and so that's another kind of side benefit of being part of these programs. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah. And, and then there's, there are a lot of people, a lot of great coaches on Instagram and, you know, they'll post, reels or, you know, a lot of like free content so that you can kind of get the vibe Mm -hmm. and see what, if it resonates with you. And um, Mm -hmm. I found some amazing coaches that way that are just putting out super valuable information. And, um, you can just kind of tell when you resonate with somebody by the words they're using, the, the vibe that they have, even with the aesthetics and things like that. And, mm-hmm. um, the stories they share about their experiences that you might feel like totally resonate with you. So, um, there are a lot of different things and it's, it's kind of meta being a coach myself and trying to do the same thing. It's like, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah. Why am I attracted to them? You know, <laughs> how do I reverse engineer this? So it's, uh, yeah. it's super interesting. That's awesome. That's so cool. And then, um, tell us a little bit about Aphrodite. So that's your new podcast. Yeah. Now you're developing a dating app. So talking about relationships on this side of it. So tell us more about that. Yeah. So that's kind of like the next evolution of this whole exploration of health stuff. You know, it, it, at first it felt a bit random that I was suddenly starting to talk about relationships on my (laughs) Instagram account where I'd been talking about food for, and fitness for so long, but Honestly, and I think, again, the pandemic kind of accelerated this uh, learning for so many of us. It's like, you know, relational health is is just as important as physical health or emotional health or well-being or mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our relationships have a huge impact on um, our nervous system and just how we move throughout our, our day, our lives. And so... 
because of some of my relationship experiences, I kind of started nerding out on uh, relationship <laughs> health. And so, yeah. um, so that's been really interesting. And I actually reconnected with my friend who is a product, who, she, she was a product designer at the company that, um, that I worked at right before I, I, uh, quit to become a full-time nutrition coach. Um, but she, okay. she left to work at Google to do product design and we kind of lost touch. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And then we just like randomly reconnected during the pandemic. Uh, I think I posted some sort of personal development thing on my Instagram story and she was, you know, like she, it just resonated with her. So she reached out and yeah. she was like, Hey, you want to catch up over the phone? And I was like, sure. And so it ended up being like a two hour conversation or something like that. And then we decided to have like a standing phone date every two weeks and basically yeah. became like best friends, um, over the next year. And then she actually decided to move back to Dallas. She was living in New York at the time. Mm. And right around that time is when we were starting to talk about different, uh, product ideas because we were both talking a ton about boys and relationships and with my yeah. background in development and hers in product design, it was just kind of natural that we were starting to think of solutions to some of these problems that we were dealing with. So after, after, you know, you know, and so just, uh, after many iterations and many different ideas, we decided to build a dating app. So we did not decide like you know, from the get go, like we want to build a dating app, um, and help people mm -hmm. with their relationships. It was started out as a vision board. Uh, then it was kind of like a relationship health app, like a self care app sort of thing. So, and then we actually had a couple of user interviews with guys who were kind of like, okay, so this is like a self care app for relationships, but like, so are you like trying to get a date? Is that like the end goal, you know? And it was just so interesting yeah. to get the male perspective because there's so much um, more, and this is a huge blanket statement, but kind of goal <laughs> outcome, you know, results oriented. And so the self-care app was like nice, but it was like, what's the point of this? So, um, which was great feedback, you know? And I think from a business perspective, it makes a lot of sense. So we decided to pivot a bit and, turn it into a dating app, uh, specifically for people who value personal development and personal growth and like want to mm. find their person to grow with. And so, yeah, <laughs> and kind of just humanize the dating experience again, because I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of people feel jaded and kind of fatigued by the whole dating app experience just because of, you know, there's so many, so many people to swipe through. It starts to feel like they're not even like humans anymore. And you know, there's yeah. the whole ghosting thing. There's fake profiles. There's the awkwardness yeah. of starting a conversation or someone wants to just like jump right into meeting each other and going out on a date. Other people want to like talk for two weeks and like feel each other up before trusting, you know, um, them to do that. So there's just so many different things. And so and then in addition, you know, my co-founder was saying that whenever she built a profile on these dating apps, she felt like she was so basic and like, she was like, I'm really an interesting person, but like just this information they're asking for makes me sound so boring, you know? And so, it, um, so we want to, we wanted to build profiles that better express people's energy and their vibe. Um, and then, uh, you know, just kind of, yeah humanize the and facilitate like the whole conversations part um so that people aren't experiencing all of these heavy things um around 
sending updates, having these conversations and things like that. So yeah. And then we started the podcast as a way to kind of, um, kind of, you know, market and get the word out about the product. So it was kind of, um, this fun thing that we started back in January and, uh, my co-founder Emmy and I do that together. And we just recently started having guests on, which has been really fun. So, um, yeah, that's, and then we have a, a team of engineers building out the app and we're hopefully launching in the summer. Um, and an MVP. That's exciting. So we're super excited about that. Um, so, and then we just talked to this incredible illustrator, Mark Conlin, uh, about doing illustrations and branding for the app. So a lot of, a lot of great things happening right now. Um, so yeah, we're, we're very excited. That's exciting. So the podcast is similar to the app now. It's like revolving around relationships and positivity and yeah uh, emotional health with that yeah and we are very clear we are not giving advice <laughs> because we have right. not figured things out ourselves yeah. we are simply sharing our sharing experiences stories. we're sharing stories okay. and um you know it's been super cool to have listeners kind of message us with their take Love on what that. we said or their stories and so <laughs> it, it feels nice because it's like a longer format sort of um, thing okay. than the the kind of quick hits of Instagram or TikTok or whatever um, sure. that can feel very superficial. So it's it's nice yeah. to have these these hour long conversations and then have people kind of weigh in. So a lot of community that happens oh. around it. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. I mean, I think that yeah, what you were saying earlier about relationships and and happiness is so vital because you know it does make a difference you know, having that relationship and having that connection, like it's so important to have that, um, in our life, you know, it's, it's quality of life, right? Who you're spending time exactly, with the quality of life. I think, yep. I think that's cool that you guys are, um, in that niche, you know, making that happen. Yeah. We're like um, joking that it, we're like trying to solve world peace <laughs> by way of <laughs> dating apps. <laughs> Just find people a happy, happy relationship that everybody's going to be happier. <laughs> I love that. And I think it's so important. Um, and so you were talking about like the role of relationships and like finding happiness and, you know, we just mentioned that and I, I do think it's vital, you know, um, what are, you know, some things that you guys have seen as you're developing this app and you've been having your podcast about relationships, you know, some mistakes people make and some positive stories or some good ways people can have healthy relationships that you guys have seen or come across so far? Ooh, that is a great <laughs> big question. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So there's so many things we've learned. It's been so interesting talking to people about relationships. I mean, Everybody, everybody has a story, right? And so it's, it's really fun for me as an introvert to be able to just dive straight into these super deep personal conversations, even with like Lyft drivers or, you know, <laughs> people I like meet in a coffee shop. Um, so it's been really fun and yeah, so many, so many different stories and experiences and so many different things that work for different people. You know, we're all different and different. Cool people, different formats of relationships, like all these different things like can work depending on what your past experience is, you know, what your relationship with your parents were, what your parents' relationships with each other were. Like, I mean, it was just, mm -hmm. there's just so many different factors. Um, we found that 
that go into um, building building a, a solid relationship. And so, um, so that being said, I think you know some big themes are um, being able to handle conflicts well. Um, mm-hmm. And so, um, so there's That's a huge been, one. <laughs> yeah, and you know, going back to nutrition and things that we didn't learn in school that we should have, you know, like communication, um, Mm -hmm. especially during conflict, I think, um, is a really difficult skill, um, to have. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes in relationships, we can take things so personally and, you know, the way that people behave in relationships largely depends on their past, you know, and their upbringing and a million Mm -hmm. other factors that, don't actually have anything to do with the person they're having conflict with. And so, uh, mm-hmm. so I think relationships are a really interesting place to kind of practice some really important um, kind of self-care, self-development things like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not taking things personally, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then not judging um, and, and having compassion and um being forgiving you know because uh, we're all humans we all make mistakes so understanding how to navigate mistakes and conflict and disagreements with another person it's like it's kind of crazy because it's like if you think about it if we can't do that with a person that we love the most then like how are we supposed to get world peace you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. like we have to figure right. that out like here <laughs> like at home with with these at two people first, first you know yeah. and so um so it's it's super important and my co-founder and i actually have joked many times uh about building like a conflict resolution app um yes, that kind of guides please. people because again help, the, help out the community yeah yeah and so i you know i need it too so um so that's uh that's definitely a big topic that has come up and you know we just interviewed a friend on our podcast uh, the other day and he's been in, in a 20 year marriage and it was super interesting wow. to hear him talk about the, you know, patterns, uh, over that long, uh, of a time period, because he said that there'll be months where they're, they're not really vibing, you know, there's just something kind of off yeah. and, and then other times everything will be like amazing, you know, but that's just like, that's just how it is because it's, it's a it's a relationship with another human being and you're both growing and evolving and Amazing. you know yeah. yeah so um so i think having that like grace and um kind of and that ability to resolve conflict and and grow with the person that you're with is really important because there have been a couple of people who have said you know they've got divorced because they realized that they had more of a growth mindset and their partner had more of a fixed mindset and that became really apparent the longer that they were in a relationship and they finally realized like this person they can't grow old with them because they just see things so differently and um so that was a really interesting thing that's come up too but yeah i'm sure i could go on with a million other things but those those are those are some of the things that come to mind right now that's awesome what tips do you have to help people resolve conflict from what you guys have seen Oh man. 
Um, <laughs> again, we are not giving advice. Well, I guess big ones. You don't have to go super in depth, but yeah, just um, some key things that they could try. Yeah. Um, so I think, first of all, being really honest is important, right? Um, mm-hmm. Not only about um, what you're doing, but your intentions as well. And, um, you know, we've talked about maybe being on different pages with somebody, you know, and maybe the timing isn't right because of certain things that have happened or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think as long as you can be upfront and honest with the other person so that everybody knows what's going on, um, it's a really big one. Um, and I think also just knowing your triggers and understanding where, like why you get so triggered by certain things can be really helpful. Um, because then you can also explain it to your partner and they can help if, if they're, you know, um, willing to, um, kind of navigate that stuff with you in a way that helps you feel safe. Um, and then I think, knowing how you react or how you need to process information is really important. I know some people need, need time and space to go think about something. Whereas other people with more of an anxious attachment style, like that, that kills them. They have to know and talk through everything right then and there, Uh but the other person might not be ready for that. So I think just knowing yourself and like being, um, honest and communicating those needs for those Mm -hmm. difficult conversations with your partner is, um, is a step in the right direction. It's not going to make everything better. It doesn't mean you're not going to fight, but at least when you, when you do fight, which is often inevitable, you Mm -hmm. know, you know where you stand, what you're dealing with and how you can help support that person or why they're behaving, you know, a certain way. And I think that there's some safety knowing those things, because I think a lot of times when we are fighting, we're in this like fight or flight mode with our nervous system and everything can kind of feel like a threat or like it's the end of the world or the end of the relationship (laughs) or whatever. And all all these alarm bells are going off. So, um, so I think just, uh, understanding these things, um, beforehand can, can help mitigate a lot of that. That's awesome. That's so good. And then, um, where can people find your, uh, podcast and where should they be on the lookout for your app? That's going to be coming. Yeah. And so, guess that. <laughs> yeah. So the podcast is on Spotify, Apple, Google, um, a couple other ones, but those are the yeah. main ones. Um, and then, okay. um, Aphrodite is, uh, the Aphrodite app.com and, Right now, I think we have like a newsletter sign up for updates and things like that. And um, you can get notified through there. Um, we're, we're kind of revamping our Instagram account. So um, I won't mention that one. But yeah, that's, uh, that's where you can find the app. Awesome. And then for your coaching side, it's KiaWrightCoaching.com, yeah. correct? Okay. Um, KiaWright.com for, yeah, the coaching right, no, and then, yeah. And it's Kia Wright coaching. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then, um, for your Instagram, um, if they want to message you there, yes. what is your Instagram for them to link? Everything? Yeah. It's Kia.Catherine, which we can link in the show notes. Um, yes. but mm-hmm. 
yeah, Perfect. definitely on there all the time. And you can reach me, reach <laughs> yeah. me on there. <laughs> That's the easiest awesome. thing. Yeah, I mean, I feel like social media is like the, the connection for sure. Totally. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I'm super thankful you're able to jump on here today and talk to hey. us about everything that you've got going on as an awesome boss woman entrepreneur and just like out there making it happen. Um, I know you're an inspiration for me, so I'm sure you're going to inspire a lot of people on, on the, uh, the show. So I'm trying to, you know, develop an app right now as well. So that's really cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that you have this podcast and you're oh, kind you. of amplifying entrepreneurs' stories and hopefully, yeah. you know, um, yeah, we can kind of help people along in their journey. So thank you for providing yeah. this, this, uh, this platform for, for that and having me on. Of course. Yeah, definitely. That's the goal. Elevating entrepreneurs, elevating you, your empowerment and education. That's the whole mission statement. And love it. Um, yeah, that's, that's the idea. So growing in Dallas, not growing in Austin and, you know, just making it happen. Yeah. So yeah, making uh, it happen. That's awesome. yes, yes. We'll have to have you back on once you launch your app. Let me know and we Sounds can talk good. more about it. <laughs> yes, I would love to. That would be amazing. Awesome. Okay. Well, Thanks again, Kia, and you guys stay tuned for the next episode of Double E Elevating Entrepreneurs.